Hey guys, I know I'm biased because I wrote these books, but if you're sitting there and you're getting ready to listen to this episode and you're thinking, when this episode's over, what am I going to do? Well, I'm looking for a book to read. I want to laugh out loud. I want to piss my pants while I'm sitting on the sofa. I got you covered. The Flight Attendant Joe series. Fasten your seatbelts and eat your fucking nuts. Flight Attendant Joe and I'm Just Here for the Layovers, all available on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo. My recommendation is once this episode's over, you want to continue the laughter, go purchase the ebook or the paperback, and you will be laughing your ass off, I promise. Hey guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. I am your host, Flight Attendant Joe, and I'm just going to jump right into this because I cannot wait to talk to these two. My first guest should need no introduction, but in case you live in a fucking closet and you don't know and you don't get out much, I'm fixing to tell you. On today's show, I have the insane pleasure of having Terry and Sherry James as my guests. You may know Terry from his decades on the Lex and Terry radio show. He also hosts a podcast called Alive, but together these two make magic, and that magic is called the Gang of Two Podcast. A hilarious look at coupledom from a couple of dumbs. Now, I wouldn't call them dumb. I would actually call them goofballs. <laughs> but don't don't let me don't take my word for it. Here's the opening clip from their latest podcast episode called Right On, Right On. We're getting ready for our Sunday afternoon. What am I saying? For another uh, gang of two. It's been a long hiatus because of Sherry's uh, bad cold yes, and whatnot. Sir. I still have a little bit left. You, you, do, you do have a cough. <laughs> that sounded like one of those party whistles. Do that again. Can you do that again? <laughs> Welcome guys to my show. Thank you for being on the show. Isn't that amazing? Hi, Joe. <laughs> hey guys, did you hear that? Did you hear yourself squeaking like um I don't know what the yes. I don't know what that thing is. But welcome. I'm so glad you guys have taken out um part of your day to talk to me on this podcast. But I listened to that yesterday at least 10 times and I'm telling you I was in a <laughs> funky mood and that just cracked me up. Uh, I have to tell you, that's the first, because I don't listen to our podcast, and uh, that's pretty funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> this Jerry is sounding like one of one of those like clown noses you squeeze. <laughs> she did. Don't make me oh. laugh. Oh, my God. It was, it was pretty funny. But how are you guys doing? How was your holiday? Sherry, you can answer that. I know you guys went, you went oh, home. I'm the answer. I'm the answer. You went to Sherry's mom's, right? Yeah, I went to Sherry's mom's, uh, which is in the Bay Area, uh, South Bay, excuse me, of uh, the Northern California, where there's really no Bay. I don't know why they call it the South Bay. Stop it. I'm telling you. But uh, they, I know, right? Uh, I live we, there. We went, yeah. You yeah, you know. Yeah. We went over there, and it was, uh, you know what? She was a little better this time, because normally it's ugly. You know, you just wait for the other shoe to drop. Right. You just wait to be, uh, to, you know, I always have to end up standing up for Sherry because she pisses me off so much because she treats Sherry like crap. Yeah. You know, and this time, not so much. I know. 
weird. So she's Zoloft, still, that's she, what it is, Zoloft. So she's on Zoloft, so, and she's and you're like what, like forty now, and she still treats you bad. God bless you, Joe. Yes, forty. Listen, I know how to get into ladies' pants. Even though I don't want to, I know. If I needed to get into your pants, I know how to do it. Oh, yeah. You, you, got, you got all the keys, babe. <laughs> so your mom, is your mom still, you know, because my mom's dead. And she died like 17 years ago. So I've been free from the manipulation and the, the terrible parenting that comes with certain parents. But it seems totally. like you're still wrapped in it. Yeah, full, full on. It's the full... Yeah, you're right. It's, it's yeah. fine though. I mean, it, it's easier now that she's medicated. I mean, I joke, but it's true. It is. It's much easier to deal with her now. Now that she's on Zoloft. Yeah. You know, I tried to take Zoloft years ago, and it made me very nauseous. So hopefully, maybe oh. she's just so nauseous she doesn't want to talk and be mean. <laughs> well, that explains her throwing up every time I see her. Ah, oh, oh you, she, you were making her sick. <laughs> but other than, but so your mom was was on her best behavior this time, right? She was. Yeah, well, she was. There was only one incident that we talked about on the on the latest podcast where uh, she we went to what's that? The uh, what's the thing called? Dintai Fung. Fung. Yeah, yeah I did we went there. Yeah, that's places. She is, was is a amazing. big pain. In, oh, it is great. Mm-hmm. But she was a gigantic pain in the ass, yeah. and it was just embarrassing. However. Uh, she didn't wait forever to order because Sherry took control and ordered for the whole table, which is what you have to do in her Adam's family family. Yeah. Because they'll all stare at each other and no one will say anything. We would still be sitting there right now. (laughs) Yeah, people, it's true. (laughs) This family, you'll go out to eat and they'll sit there and they'll start to talk, blah, 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 about dumb stuff. The dumbest stuff you could ever imagine. Nothing, not a real conversation about anything. The waitress will come up and they'll like, oh, that's right. We're here to eat. Let me look at the menu. They're, they're those type of people. I hate them. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I actually listened to your episode right on, right on, um, because I like to do my homework before I have a guest on. And I do love Din Tai Fun. Now, there was a story regarding your mom setting up flowers. And I wanted to know, do you think she goes over the top like that for attention? I don't think she's attention starved. I think she's she's just a control freak. She's a you, so you don't believe that anything she's doing, like oh, I need to set up the flowers in a perfect way, and I want to hang them from here, and I want to do this, and give me this, and I want to tie this up. You don't think that comes from any type of needing attention? I don't think so. Interesting. I don't, like I said, she's just she has to control everything and everybody all the time. I, I think it's a mixture, honestly, of control and attention because yeah. there's many times that you'll sit around, especially after her husband died, but yeah. a lot of times, even when her mom died, her mom was a thousand when she Yeah, died. my grandmother was 96. For oh, my God. Yeah. And, and for four or five years after, you'd be sitting at the dinner table and she'll just start to cry. <laughs> and she'll get up and leave and take a walk. And everybody has to go, what's wrong? What's wrong? So, well, yeah, that's, a, that's an good. attention seeker. Yeah. No, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You guys might be right. Okay. You I know think what? It's a combo, Sherry. It's a combo, Sherry. Yeah. I think after yeah. this episode, I'm just going to put a therapist sign outside my fucking door and call it a day. 
<laughs> yeah, you're good. You should. Send well, me your bill. Well, you know what? When I lived in Sunnyvale, which is is um, very close to the town that your mom lives in, I used to go to Target and I was like, I hope I bump. I don't know what she looks like, but I just have a feeling <laughs> if I see her, I'm going to know who she is. She's going to yeah, be causing a problem. <laughs> she's yeah. she, she's going to be the one writing a check. Yeah. Oh, I think I know your mom. <laughs> I think about. I think I know that yeah. woman. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But you know what? We survived that portion of the vacation. That's good. It was about four or five days, and then we worked our way back up to the wine country, and then our vacation started, which is, uh, we we just love being together, and we don't want any distractions. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah, that makes sense. So you go through the hell of visiting your family, and then it's like, now we can just regroup. Because I think most people during the holidays go through this. This is normal for most families. Now, do you guys only go visit them during the holidays? Is it only a December thing or do you go other times of the year? We try to keep it to once a year, but I think this coming year, we're going to have to see them. It's my brother's 60th birthday. Okay. And they're trying to plan some sort of thing. So we might have to see them outside of the holidays. Now, would that, would that replace your holiday visit? Well, you know, they yeah, uh, I have to wipe off the December. I, I'm doing my best right now to wipe off next Christmas with them and go to some place that has sun and smiles. <laughs> I agree, and I think you should. I think you guys should live your life and do what you want over the holidays. I, so many people, Matt and I have actually fallen into this category where it's like, oh, it's the holidays. We have to go visit our family. And then we take a step back and we say, wait a minute, it's our holiday too. And why would we want to suffer through driving or traveling over the holidays? And it's it's already chaotic to travel and then you're doing it over the holidays. So we've kind of started moving, and his parents might be listening to this and so it's going to be new to them. Hello. Um, <laughs> we've started thinking of the idea of not traveling over holidays to go see them, but other times of the year, which is just as fine because we're well, all adults. Can they, can, they, can they come and see you? What's wrong uh, with that? Well, they can come and see me if my calendar's clear, which it's, cl- it, I think after 2025, I'll have time. No, I'm kidding. I love them. I love them. Um, <laughs> but you know, no, I think, but, I, but I, go ahead. Go ahead, Terry. No, Sherry, you know, makes a really good point there. It's like they, her parents and her, her mom, excuse me, her dad passed away, but her mother doesn't have any desire to come here and visit us. No. It's, everybody's got to go there. And, right. And it's, and it's, it's, she has this vibration of that. She's this big matriarch. Right. And guess what? She's not, she was Dude. never that as a, as a mother. She was never that as anything else. And all of a sudden she visualizes herself as everybody gather around the fire and listen to stories <laughs> about mom. And it doesn't work that way. It's true. Now let me ask you, can she, can she travel? Um, or can she not travel for medical reasons? No, she's perfectly able-bodied. So she could get on an airplane and be at your house tomorrow? Easily. Yeah, yeah don't say that. No, yeah, no. It, well, yeah, I doubt I'm she's going to listen. I'm not wishing for it. Well, yeah, don't say that. <laughs> but now see with Matt, with my, with my in-laws, they can come here, we go there, but we found that traveling on the holidays is stressful enough. And then you're going to be with family, which can be stressful for everyone. So we've started this idea of, Hey, you know what? Let's go visit them. So last year, instead of going over Thanksgiving or Christmas, we went in October and it was incredible because there was no pressure from the holidays, but we still got to see them because when you don't have kids, fuck the holidays. Exactly. And we're one of those don't have kids people on purpose. 
And, uh, you know, I, I agree. And, and I, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not going to make to even act interested to come visit us, you know, you know, every other year or something like that, screw it. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever thought of making some type of like, you know what, mom, we're not coming this year. If you want to see us, you can come up here. Now, you know, you could even buy, I'm sure you could even buy her a ticket. I, but oh, if, God, if no. <laughs> you're like, Joe, stop, you know, but before you know it, I'm going to be like, guess what? Surprise. Your mom's coming. I bought her a ticket. <laughs> She's yeah, moving this, in. Yeah. Is this one of those, is this one of those podcasts? Like this is your life. She's going to knock on the door. Now. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, just so you guys know, I'm waiting outside. <laughs> hey, Sherry's mom, are you ready to say hi? No, wouldn't that, wouldn't that shoot me up to number one on iTunes? That would be great. You should do it. <laughs> no, no. I like my guests to have a, a, a good experience and I don't want to put Sherry in that. Pro- she just saw her in December. Give you a break, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, all of your guests, since we're your first show and nobody's even listening to this thing. Thanks, I, Joe. You're right. Well, I'll have <laughs> yeah, you back. Oh, no. There'll be at least 10 people that listen, I'm sure. Um, okay, good. All right. I'll good. have you guys back on it like episode 100 or something. That would be fine. Okay, that um, sounds good. But, um, I also listen to, um, this is going to change subjects a little bit cause I don't want to talk about moms all the time, but, um, I have this clip. I, w- I really want to talk to you about this because Terry, you and I always discuss about how we really, if we didn't have to deal with social media, we wouldn't. It's kind of one of those things that if you're in this type of, you know, creative outlet, you got to use social media. Um, but you yeah. said something on your, um, recent episode that I'm going to share. And then we, I want to talk about it one second. It's very quick. I have pissed conservatives off. I have pissed liberals off for things that I said. And it's like, come on, I'm pissing liberals and conservatives off. How does that, how does that even happen by having my own opinion? Oh, I love that. I listened to that like 10 times yesterday too. Um, (laughs) you, you, Terry, you've been in radio for decades. Now I'm not trying to say that you were that Sherry was 10 when you met her, but you've been in the radio for a long time. Where do you stand on the idea of, do you actually worry about pissing people off? Well, yes. Uh, you know, I, our show, the Terry show, and, and especially gang of two, it's not about politics. And every once in a while, something will come up. Like I briefly mentioned in that clip. Uh, and you're, you know, that you're forced into answering the question and you're going to have to have to say something, but our, our show is about having fun. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not, even though people call our show shock jockey because we call people bitches and things like that. It's not about, um, being super, super mean or anything. And it's not about being controversial. It's almost the exact opposite, but in an edgy way, you know, it's uh, in a no BS kind of way. So I, I don't like upsetting people. Sherry took me to the side one time and told me that if I'm, you know, if everybody loved me, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And I keep that in mind. I'm a guy that wants to be loved and, and liked and, and, you know, and appreciated and all that. And uh, so social media definitely isn't the place for me to hang out for that. Well, yeah. But, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, to piss people off. It's not, it's not part of the plan, but I'm not necessarily afraid of it. I think I have the chops and any opinion I have is not just off the, you know, the top of my head. 
I can argue my point if I need to, and and I can hold my own. But that's not my number one goal. So you don't, like when you're setting up, and Sherry, also, I'm interested in what you think, because going to Terry and saying, if you if everyone loves everything you're writing or everything you're saying, you're doing something wrong, because... Yeah, because you can't please, you can't, what do they say? You can't please all the people all the time. You're right? never going to do it. And if you, and if that's what right. you're trying to do, you're probably not being your true self. Yeah. You're, you're probably not saying anything that's, you know, at all interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're, you're keeping it pretty G rated now. Um, yeah. and, and why I asked that was because the, the topic you brought up in the podcast was, um, you guys were doing your, um, resolutions for the year, not your resolutions, I'm sorry, but your predictions for 2020 and Terry's was that Trump, President Trump, God, I hate saying that because I don't keep it. I don't care if people know that I hate Donald Trump. And now we have five listeners. I hate him too. But and I, I don't care. I don't care. Know you know what? People had no problem saying they hated Obama. So I can say I right. hate Trump and I don't give a fuck. But I don't either. You, Terry, you said I just want us to all get along. Well, <laughs> we'll talk about that I in do. a minute. Um, I'm, I'm writing really that down. Get along, that. question mark. Um, okay, go ahead. But. You mentioned, you said, my prediction is that Trump will not debate any Democrats. And you you were very cautious to say, I know I'm going to piss off some Republicans and I know I'm going to piss off some Democrats. Um, and I that just really surprised me because, like you said, you are in the radio industry where, you know, things are just said off the top of your head. And sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, I can't believe I just said that. And no, I obviously knew I was going to say that because it was one of my, my predictions for 2020. But I just wanted to get a part across the part that I don't think that this guy is going to debate anybody. And the left is going to go, what a pussy. How come he's not doing it? He's afraid. He's scared. And the right's going to go, he doesn't have to talk to any of these losers. And that's exactly the way it's going to go. And oh, he's not going to debate anybody. Absolutely. He's... um. I, I'm, I, I, sh I believe your prediction will be correct, but it was just, it just really triggered something triggered. <laughs> it really triggered something in my brain regarding, I wonder if when they're setting up to do an episode, do they worry about pissing people off? Because our country is not even just our country. Our world is now so divided and you know, yeah. it was divided during the civil war. People act like, Oh my God, it's so divided. No, we actually went to war. That's how divided we are. We are not at that point yet. You know, well, just so you know, Joe, it's it's uh, and anybody else there listening and has not listened to the gang of two, uh, we've done one year under our belt now, and that was the first time we ever mentioned anything about politics. Yeah, and that and that was just a prediction. That's all it was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't go down that road. It's not fun for either of us to talk about. I think it's not fun for anybody to even listen to anymore. It's so Everybody it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, you're not going to go anywhere for any new information. You're going to find whoever you want to support your values and your your opinions, and you go to that place, and you scream at the radio, yeah, right on. And that's it. It's just boring to me. It's like sports talk radio. It's over. I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually agree. I do have some... You know, I still think the idea of talking about politics is important because... We're in this place right now where if you have a different opinion, and it doesn't even have to be politics. It could be Madonna and Cher or baseball and football or the, the um, what is that team in New England? The pa I'm from New England. I'm terrible. The Patriots or, or the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
it, everything is, oh, your side, my team, your team, my team. And I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Tribalism. Tribalism. It's exhausting. I understand in sports, I understand my city's better than your city. It's my dad could beat up your dad type of stuff that we all grew up with. That stuff to me is just, you know, trash talking sports. The other stuff people take real, real, real personal, unless you are a Patriots fan, they take everything personal. (laughs) (laughs) They do. So personal. And I'm from New England and, I don't even get it. Yeah. I'm from New England, and I'm like, y'all crazy. Yeah, my team's the Seahawks right now. Go ahead and make fun of them. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I, it, I'm, it's just a team. They could give a shit about me. Why, why do you so, think? Why do you think we're at a point right now that people are so, and I'm going to use the term, butthurt by everything that they don't agree with? Wow. I mean, if I had the answer to that or if Sherry had the answer to that, we could solve a lot of problems, can't we? Um, You know, it's just, I don't think that people, like I said before, um, you know, if you are uh, speaking political, you are a conservative, you go to Fox, you go to Breitbart, you do that, you listen to Hannity and stuff. If you're, you know, if you're on the right or left, you're, you're going to MSNBC and Rachel Maddow and Bill Maher and and, and you go there to be with your people because it, it's such a chaotic mess right now that you can't even – people don't even care about the facts. I was, I was texting with a friend of mine last night, a professional baseball player, and we were talking about you know that right there, basically right there, just going, you know, nobody wants facts anymore because he was saying, I don't even know what facts are. Yes, you do. They're yeah, there. you do. The right. facts are there. You just don't want to look at them. You don't want to accept them. And you have somebody on another station that you choose to listen to support your opinion. And that makes you feel better. And I, I know a little bit of something about this industry. And I know that there are focus groups and there are meetings of how to manipulate people and make them passionate about your product. And to make them passionate about your product, you say all the stuff you want that you think your audience wants. You say the racial stuff. You say the shocking things because that's what your base wants. And and you just you just say it. Half these people I don't even believe believe. To be honest with you, they probably don't but believe what they're where, hearing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's where you go. You just go to that place, and uh, and it's more comfortable to visit that place as a consumer than it is to be informed. You can get informed. You can make a proper decision. And, uh, you know, and before, I I just hope that these real people that want to be reporters, and God bless them for wanting to do it, will will stick by their guns and have a say in this world. Uh, Well, that, yeah, that's a good point. And I I agree with you on that, too. Um, You mentioned the word kind. You know, when I was on your show... Um, back in October when I was in Seattle, when I was uh, on Gang of Two and I um, interviewed you guys, which was an amazing experience. I had so much fun. You shared with me that every night you ask, have I been kind today? Uh-huh. You know, my husband does that now because he heard that on your show. So I want to say thank you. No. Sweet. I love that. You know, we, he, we've changed it this year. Oh, we've okay. It to have, have I, did I show you that I loved you today? And that elicits a whole different response than kind. Yeah, you were kind of a dick, you know. <laughs> uh, but but now it's like, you know, it's like, I'll even ask, you know, did I show you I love you today? And she'll go, yeah. And I'll go, how did I do that? She'll go, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know, but you loved me. You did the dishes. No, um, yeah, I rem- you know, when Matt listened to that episode, he said, oh, I loved that. And I'm going to, st-. so he started doing that. So now I'm going to have to tell him, you know, now you need to show me that you love me. <laughs> yeah. Which he exactly. does. But- no, I, th- I think as a couple, that's what our show's basically about. You know, it's, I, I think that that really keeps, I know it keeps me on my game. If she's going to ask me that at night or if I'm going to ask her, I know that either way, you know, it opens up the conversation. If I'm the first one to ask, which I usually am, uh, I, you know, it opens up the conversation and I know that I need to be held accountable. I really, I don't think relationships are a lot of hard work, but when you're proactive with a simple thing like that, it just kind of puts you in the right mindset for the rest of the day and the evening. I go to bed feeling good that I made care about the most feel loved so there you go joe you should be you're not asking matt i'm not do i need to because um i think i show a lot of kindness and love um no i've actually you know now and then throw a bone you know now and again i've actually um i think i've asked him (laughs) oh i bet he does that sherry what wait a minute i missed that i missed that because i was laughing did you diss me on my own show what happened she's and I bet now and then you need to throw him a bone. And I said, oh, he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough if you're my husband. I'll promise you that. <laughs> you're, old, you're an old married couple, he, you know? Well, speaking of that, Sherry, how long have you guys, I know I've asked you this before, but again, how long have you guys been married? Because you're like the professional married couple. 26. Going on 27? Yeah, going on 27 in May. Yeah. 27 years of marriage, not just being, how long have you guys actually been together? 27 years. Oh, so years. you're like lesbians. <laughs> like, you're lesbians. You basically went on a date and then pulled up that's the U-Haul. Right. I've heard that about lesbians. Yeah. yeah. You oh, know yeah. what? That's not too far from the truth, Joe. I, uh, you know, as soon as she laid it on me once, I was like, oh, my God. I, I, I can't go back to a regular person. Oh, Aww, that's sweet. And I, and I got a, we talked about rings. I had a ring and I was going to hang on to it forever. Not forever, but I was going to hang on to the right moment. And the right moment hit me in my Nissan Pulsar in the back of our apartment building next to a dumpster. It was very romantic. That's so romantic. Did you nail her at that, at the dumpster too, after? (laughs) No, there wasn't any of that. It was daytime. It was daytime. Like that's going to stop you, Sherry. Yeah, that's true. You know, no, it's, it's been a good, it's been a good run. Well, you know, I, for the, you know, I would say 90, 98% of it's been just incredible. Yeah. I, I'd be about 98%. I agree with that. Number. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, I do, yeah. cons- I consider you guys like professional married people. Like if I was having a problem with my marriage and I've been married for, Oh my God. Well, that makes it sound like a long time. So we've been together 15 years, married 14. So kind of like lesbians also. And, and actually, and actually literally like that because we met online for sex. Oh God. I, I just realized his parents are listening. Um, we met online for sex and then I never left. So imagine, imagine coming over for a hookup and then never leaving. (laughs) We have a, we have a, another um, couple friends that that's the same situation. I was it was Tinder where they met. They met on Tinder. Right? Yeah, Tinder. Yeah, they, they one, yeah, Grinder. Oh, Grinder! No, Grindr. It's, a, it's a gay couple. It's a gay thing. 
Grinder's a gay well, thing. Know, Tinder, <laughs> Tinder, I think, is like for gays and straights. I'm not on any of those things. Okay. But, um, okay. but I mean, it's, you know, all of those sites, you think it's just casual sex, but sometimes it turns out to be not. Right. And now that we just said yeah. Grinder, all the straight guys that are in the closet who are listening are like, Grinder, let me app, let me download that app. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, so... There you go. Uh, there you go. I'm making everyone happy. But... um. I think it's important to that you guys have this podcast because people like me or people who, you know, maybe they have a rocky marriage or they're just starting out to actually listen to two people who have been together for 27 years and who can laugh like that clip, that, that laughter in that clip brings me so much joy. No. Yeah. I, you know, it's weird because it's going to sound like we're making stuff up, but, but we can have laughs like that three, four times a day. Yeah, where we just look at each other and we just—I mean, literal gut laughs about something. And I think Sherry's one of the funniest people in the world. Her attitude is great. Smart. Oh, she just makes me laugh. It's and whether it's her walking in the room dancing stupid or whatever. We, we've been married for that long, but we still feel like we just got together. You know, it's great. You act like is, newlyweds. I've been with you. Yeah. Guys. yeah. yeah. I've been around you guys at least three or four times, and every time I'm like, God, would these kids calm down? They act like they just got together and they've been married forever. Um, but no, he is my favorite person to hang out with, bottom line. With, and you, me, you. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You fuckers. You can swear on this show, by the way. Um, I fucking love it. Yes. Um, balls. You can say balls. No. Um, what now? I, I'm sure there's people that listen to the Gang of Two, and maybe they're having problems in their marriage. Do you guys get responses from people who are like, "Oh, you know what? I was having this problem, and you guys solved it because just listening to you guys made me feel better about my marriage." Yes, well, we we've did. had something of the opposite happen. Ooh, we oh, know. can you share? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Terry. Tell us. <laughs> did we talk about it on the last? I don't know. I don't know if we have, Terry. I don't know. Go ahead. Please tell me. I'm uh, very interested. I, I don't know. The, you know the story better, so you tell it. I'm, I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, somebody emailed and said. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Okay. Got an email from somebody who said that uh, they realized that their relationship wasn't as fun as ours, and they got divorced after 19 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys that, are destroying yeah. marriages? Yes. Yes. And that that really that really hurt. I was like, dude, I had to email the guy back. I'm like, dude, I uh that's not our he means. And he goes, No, trust me, it was gone a long time ago. I think you know, it just both of us realized that we want and deserve to have a very fun relationship like your guy, like yours is. And then I took that as okay, that's fine. Then you could make up your own own ideas there. But yeah, we get people ask us for advice a lot. Uh, we have no problem handing it out. We get emails a lot about it, but the overall consensus is, is that people want, they like our laughing together, which is legitimate. Like you just said, Joe, the, the clip that you play that you like, they like the fact that we don't take anything personal. We can call each other a stupid little name and we both laugh at it and it, it never gets, I mean, it's, it's just all good fun. You know, it really is. If you decide to be in a relationship be in an effing relationship. It does, we don't sit around all day and, you know, how am I doing today? What's going on? You know, we, have, we each have our own lives and our own passions, but we also, you know, 
so that at the end of the day, we're a, we're a damn team. Yeah. Right, right. Well, there's, yeah. you guys are, you guys have a healthy relationship, and I think many people in the world do not, and they have relationships that are toxic, but they stay in yeah. them because. I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I walk out the door and I may be unhappy and I'm not saying me, I'm just saying in general, like somebody might say, I'm, this may not be perfect, but it's better than what's inside the other door. And, and then you guys come with this podcast that are like, look at us. We've been together 27 years and we still act like teenagers. And I do think a lot of people need to hear that. So thank you guys for lot, what you do. Well, you're welcome. But a lot of people can have that. That's our point. You can right. easily do this just by making a conscious decision and acting like it. And pretty soon it becomes habit. You know, yeah. it, it's just a, if you're going to be in a relationship, be in a relationship. You know, if not, don't. Screw it. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. And this, this, I think we've said this before. This isn't a cakewalk all the time. There's some no. days that I just want to. What do you want to do? <laughs> Say it. You just want to grab that hummingbird and fly away, right? Be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just want to not be you? Yeah, you know, sure. Not the whole day. Okay, maybe the day? Maybe for yeah, 10 minutes. For 10? Well, who do, who do you want to be for 10 minutes? Uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought that far. You know, I have... She just wants out. I have... Um, <laughs> sometimes I have fantasies of being single. But not that I want to be single... But that I, I sit there and I think, I wonder, you know, I've been with Matt for 15 years. I wonder what it would be like if I was alone. And then I'm well, like, oh, yeah, that sounds I mean, awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's, I think that's, that's natural. And to be able to have a healthy relationship, you have to know, listen, we both had our past. We both have our certain little fantasies. We both look at a TV and go, oh, that person's hot. We both, we're not dead, you know, right. we're not like so in tune to one another that the other world doesn't exist, yeah. you know? So, yeah, I mean, and, and to, you have to know that going in that this person, I, I fell in love with her, but she's a strong willed, smart person who could do anything. She doesn't need me. And who I know she about? doesn't need me. You, who are we talking about? Oh. you, 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 you freak. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are in the same house. You'd think she was down the street. She is down the street. Well, we can't she's see down. We, we did want to give feedback for you. She's blonde. She's down the street. Oh, I did a blonde joke. That's hey, terrible. Now, oh, stop it. Um, I want to go back to the guy. And I know you're like, why do you want to? I want to go back to the guy who emailed you and said, listen, I'll never be this happy with my wife and we're getting a divorce. Actually, that's a good thing because you guys made them realize, hey, we're we're not as happy as we could be, but there's probably somebody out there that can make me as happy as I want to be. Exactly. And, you know, they were married for 19 years. And you hear that and you go, oh, that's a lot of years, you know. But one of the big questions we get is, well, I've already been with the person for three years. I have three years invested. Yeah. Who cares? That's right. still dating after three years. Yeah. I, st I still have moments where I learn about sh I had no idea about, and it's fun. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's really cool. So don't worry about how much time you had invested. If it's 19 years or if it's nine days, quit being a baby about it. And just, if you're not around, if it's not working for you, if anything's not working for you, your job, your relationship, your whatever, 
get the F out. And Make yourself you know, happy. Make yourself exactly. happy. Exactly. Life's way too short to sit around and go, what if, you know? Stop waiting for someone else to make yourself happy. Make yourself happy. Do you, exactly. And I think yeah. that, I think that Sherry, you just hit the nail with the hammer. Stop. People are constantly looking for someone to make them happy. I'm, I'll be whole once I'm, I, um, find my soulmate. No, no, you need to be whole first, then go out and find yeah. someone. This whole shit. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. That, that bothers me. Um, and, and it's because I used to say that when I, uh, my first boyfriend, his name was Ken. He broke my heart. We're not going to get into that, but he, um, I used to say you put, you complete me. I was 26 and I was a virgin. So yeah. So, um, I was like, you complete me. And he would say to me, don't say that because you don't know what's going to happen and you need to be a whole person before you can say something like that. You know, there is no fit. You're not a 50% of a person. You are a whole person who happens to be in a relationship with another person. And I was like, yeah. you hate me. And now that I'm 47 and it's 20 years later, I'm like, that was good advice. And yeah. it's true. I mean, yeah. it was one of the quotes that I, you know, when I grew up, it was like, I had a, a weird childhood and, and I, you know, my friends were all these self-help books and they always have been and always will be. And I love self-development. I love trying to be better every day and actually taking steps to do it. But there was a quote one time that, that I really stuck with me. It's like, uh, if if you live your life for somebody else, you haven't lived your life at all. And there's mm-hmm. also another one to piggyback that one is that, you know, you can't, obviously everybody's heard it. If you don't love yourself, don't get in the business to try to love somebody else. You got to love yourself first. Yeah. So, and, and those are the two, I think, real foundation of any success, whether you want to go into business and have confidence, uh, or into a relationship with confidence, you have to, it's got to come from yourself first and then ever, all the good stuff will fall once you take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Put your, yeah, you have, I actually know a lot of people and I'm not, of course, I'm not going to mention names, but I have a lot of friends. I actually know a lot of people who are fucked up emotionally and they're like, I want to be in a relationship. I'm like, ha, you need to slow down. You need to go into yeah. therapy. You need to fix yourself before you drag someone else into this mess. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, I mean, a relationship, having a relationship, like you said, or having a child. A lot of people in relationships go, let's bring a kid into this thing. That'll solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It doesn't. You know? Make it worse. You, and you've <laughs> got to be cool with yourself. And, you know, you know, we've never had therapy. I've never had therapy. Sherry's never had it. Uh, but I'm not opposed to it by any means. I think all my little self-help books and listening to certain shows that I like that inspire me, I think that's therapy in itself. So, yeah. Do you count electric shock therapy? Is that- Lord knows he's had that. <laughs> okay, good. I actually, it's so funny that you, <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned people having kids, um, because, oh, my marriage is on the rocks. Let's have a kid. That's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. But people also do it with pets. Did you know that? Yeah, they yeah. do. I, yeah, but I've heard that. But I, you know, I, uh, you know, bring a pet into the relationship. The chick's not going to want to leave because she loves her kitty. You know, whatever. Well, I actually have, parent. I have a, a friend. They're, <laughs> they're gay. They're married. Um, and, um, 
One of them I know pretty well. And whenever they have problems in their marriage, he calls me, I think I'm getting divorced. And then I talk him off the ledge. And then the next thing I know, I go on social media and they have another fucking pet. It's now they have like 10 dogs and seven cats. I'm like, you guys need to just either get divorced or stop going to the humane society. Oh my God. But if there's an over and under on the, how many arguments they've had, it's been 17. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's probably more. And of course I exaggerate about everything. So it's not 17. I don't want to give out the real number because I'm sure the day this posts, they're going to, somebody's going to text me and be like, I can't believe you talked about me and my dogs. So get used to that. Having a podcast, by the way, there's been times, there's been times where we look at each other and go, well, I hope Sherry's brother's not listening to that. Oh my God. Oh, well, you know, The only person I've ever, so, you know, my mom's dead and I believe that once your parents are gone, you don't have to really answer to anybody regarding what you say. Like I have this and it's probably wrong, but I do have this, this thought in my brain is like, my mom's dead. I have no parents. I'm not going to fucking answer to anybody except the law, of course. But yeah. Um, it's liberating a little bit, isn't it? It, it feels great. It feels great yeah. to just say, you know what? I don't have to answer to anybody. But the one person I have always been concerned about was Matt's mom. Because when I first started blogging 12 years ago, it, would, it was either Matt, me, or his mom reading my blog. And, you know, back then I wasn't as refined as I am now, <laughs> which is hilarious because I'm a fucking mess. But if you, th- if you think I'm a mess today, you should have saw me in 2007, um, when I would write and she, and my Matt would always say to me, you know, my mother is going to read that. And And I had to come to this thing. Well, you know, your mother knows me and she knows I have a filthy mouth. Now, when I'm at their house, I barely drink. Um, And I definitely don't swear in front of them. It's weird. But on the radio or on my books, I swear all the time. So when I did Confessions on the Fly with LJ, I had to think, God, not only can people read what I say, now they're actually going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. So I have to go into this not giving a fuck. Yeah. You, you you pretty much do, you know, you just stand by what it is and uh, hopefully, you know, you won't be confronted. I mean, it's, uh, we, we haven't held anything back about our families at all. I, I know we haven't. And, um, I, and those are the only people we really care about, like you said, but even them, I don't really care that much. Uh, I, there's one person I care about that's Sherry. Like you, my parents are have passed away and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I just care about Sherry, you know, and right. I and even some days I could give a fuck. Yeah, I um I, I, a lot of times I think if I'm not like, if I'm just telling a joke, if I'm not being like mean or an asshole, like when I was doing the confessions on the fly with LJ, people would respond, I feel so bad that LJ has to work with you. Why? Because I'm picking on her tits and calling her a lesbian. <laughs> I'm like, we talk about that when we're not on the air. So why the fuck would I not say it on the air? Like, I'm always like, I know you're a lesbian. I'm not a lesbian. No, you're a lesbian. She's not a lesbian, of course. Um, She'd make make the most amazing lesbian, but she's not. People need to stop getting offended for other people. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about that for a minute. Um, Let's do it. Do you think that people just are are constantly looking to be offended. Of course, the answer is yes. But what what do you think is the reason for that? I think a certain type of person is always looking to be offended. 
just, and I call them just unhappy people. Mm-hmm. If you're happy, you don't, you don't get upset about things. You don't look for bad things. You know, yeah, whatever happened, whatever happened to, Oh God, this page that I'm following, that sure is an awful thing to say. Let me stop following it. All you have to do is stop following it. Like if you, if you, if you think the gang of two is too inappropriate for you, just don't, if you think grounded, if Joe says fuck too much, just don't listen. But people have this desire to not only tell you how they feel about it, but to try to ruin your career and your life. Yeah, I mean, that's out there, but you know what? We're stronger than them. It takes a lot of effort, you know? Much easier to just not do anything about it. So actually, I I personally think that it's harder for people to just let it go today. I think people sit yeah. behind their computers and they're like, oh my God, this is happening. I have to say something. I'm upset about Everyone's upset about everything today. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the, to me, they're the unhappy people. If your life is clicking and things are going good, you don't have time to get upset. Yeah. You know, you really don't. You are doing things to move your life forward. You're either going to the gym or you're, you're you know, at a seminar or you're going to a, a, a movie to uplift you or, or what have you. You don't have time to, to get pissed off. Yeah, there's, you know, things can be, I'm very, I'm not easily offended. Uh, You know, it's, I don't know if I've ever really been offended. I've been offended uh, by certain things, racial stuff, what have you, but it'll last like a second. Like, well, those people got to deal with that. Not me, you know, but, you know, if you're happy, I'm telling you, if you're happy, there's a lot of people that are not doing what you're doing. That is a very loud vocal minority of people that are attacking you. Right. And, you know, and that's what you have to remember. Most, most people, I'm hoping that most people are healthy minded and I'm trusting that they are. And the loud mouth, let them be loud mouths and happy people, send them love and move on. Right. I, um, I actually agree when somebody is nasty to me on social media, which it happens, I just think, Oh man, I I actually now at this point at 47, I actually feel bad for them. Now, 20 years ago, I would have been like you motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, Oh God, they have too much. They should get a hobby. And you're right. (laughs) And you know, and I've been that other person as well. I've been, I'm going to run it down your throat, man. I, you know, I've been, I was known for that early on in the like Terry career is that, you know, I'll kill a fly with a hammer. I'll come hard at you. And I still Mm -hmm. have the capability. And I love knowing that I have that tool in my toolbox that I could really, I can, I could bring some people to tears if I have to. I true. And, uh, that's a good, that's a good tool to have. Well, I don't have, but I don't have time for it. I don't like doing it, but I, it used to be my thing. You know, it used to be my, uh, my shield, I guess. That's true. You used to do, you used to do, well, people get, you know, you'd get upset. People say the craziest shit on social media and it's hard not to react. And I, and Sherry's there will tell you, I used to get, what is this person doing? It, it started with email. When email first came out, Yeah, people were just like taking shots at us and it was evil and, you know, and it's like to in the point where I, I just don't read it. In an yeah, email? Oh yeah. When, wow. Before that, it was facts. Oh well, my God. Well, I want to, listen, I want to send an inappropriate fax to someone just to be like, fuck you and your stupid ideas, you liberal. And just send it to some doctor's office. 
<laughs> that would Very be amazing. Sherry, Sherry and I got a fax one time. From we some, did. It was weird. In the middle of the night, we're laying there in the middle of the night, and this fax, what is that? So we go look at it. That's what fax machines obviously were going, and it said, your husband is cheating on you right now. Oh, He's right now. so-and-so. And yeah. I go, well, that's, somebody found our number and they wanted to get involved in our relationship and oh, screw things up. Right. It's crazy. And you were like you know, laying I, right there like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, with my right like, hand. Oh, yeah, he's cheating on me with yeah. me. With, yeah, my, with like, his right hand. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was something along, you might want to know where your husband is right now. Right, it was very creepy. It was creeped me out to know Yeah, and a number you could trace. and yeah. But nowadays you can find out who, you know, but... I don't want to spend time on it. I, right. I, every day I could I could find something somewhere online that somebody doesn't like me. It's good for them. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, you know, writing my books, and this isn't about me, but writing my books has actually given me a thicker skin and doing the podcast. Oh, and especially when I did that episode on Vice, How to Treat Flight Attendants, According to Flight Attendants, that was the hardest I... People said the cruelest, most fucking insane things about me. I went on, I was like, oh, look, a million views. Let me go read some of the comments. Don't ever do that. (laughs) Holy shit. That's not a good thing. Holy (laughs) shit. Like at one point, LJ sent me a message and she's like, don't go read the episodes. Don't go read the comments. And I was like three bottles of wine in getting ready to pop some edibles. Like I can't deal with life. These people hate me and they don't know that I'm just trying to be funny. Yeah. And you know what? You're fine. It's like Sherry said, if you're, you know, if you're, everybody loves you, you're doing something wrong. And I, I myself a lot. Um, one of the things that I've stumbled across that really helps on social media is let's just say you what you wound up about politics. Right. Okay. And, and you see something that outrages you and it's on Twitter. All you have to do is look at the comments. And there's a lot of people that are saying the same thing that you're thinking to that people. So let them handle it. Sure. You know, unless you are, you know, your whole career and your whole goal is to be a politician. um, Then to me, I just, I just don't want any part of it. But my point is, is that you could also find people online, just like a TV station or news station to support the way you feel about that that certain subject you see and uh, let them handle it move on to bigger and better things. Well, I like that you shared how you've grown about like years ago or, you know, that you could easily just make somebody cry if they were being an asshole to you, but you've gone to the place now where you're happy or you're happier or you're just like, I don't need to do that. It's a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, I still will do it if I have to, uh, but I'm not afraid to do it, but if I do it, I'm going to do it with the backstory of, um, I'm either standing up for myself or Sherry, or I'm just, uh, you know, I, I have my opinion. I'm going to stand by it. You're an asshole and I'm going to let everybody know you're an asshole and you deserve to be made cry. Right. And, and, and that's it. So, um, yeah, no, I, I actually agree. Um, on social, like when I do read comments on the flight attendant, Joe Facebook page or whatnot, if somebody says something nice to me, like, Oh my God, I loved your book. You were so hilarious. I will, I will reward them, not reward them. Like it's special, but I will say, Oh, thank you so much. I'll, but if somebody's like, you suck a dick, I don't respond because I'm like, do I know that person? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, don't even let did I suck that dick? It, did I suck that dick? No, I didn't. You don't know me. I didn't suck your, that would be a great response. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't suck your dick. You're disgusting. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, getting all, we're not going to talk about dicks today. Well, we could, but we're not <laughs> too, late. Uh, too late. Always talking about dicks, but no, I, I really appreciate both of your outlook regarding, um, social media because I per like I've gone off Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I think Twitter is actually Satan who's just become a company. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah it's, it's like good career choice. Satan is back on earth and he uh, runs, no, I shouldn't say runs Twitter because then I'd be calling the CEO. See, I got to be careful with what I say. But I think the whole <laughs> company, I think the idea, that's it. The idea of Twitter is just so fucking toxic. It's terrible. So um, it brings up the worst in everyone. Yeah, I don't think that that was the founder's idea, but no. it definitely turned into that. Yeah. I mean, in fact, there's a reason why they, uh, one of the guys that founded Twitter also is the guy that founded that blogging site, Medium. I've never heard and of that. What is that? I'm going to have to look that up. Medium? It's, it's, oh, it's great. I have, a, I have a page on Medium as well. We'll all write certain blogs. I don't do it a lot, but it's on there. It's called Medium. And it was done because they were tired of all the hate on Twitter. They, they just wanted to open up the conversation and it's, uh, it's actually, I don't see much hate on there at all. Oh, okay. But once again, check it out. Yeah. You gotta, you know, I don't know if you should get off Twitter, Joe, but I understand no. why. Just don't read it. You know, just don't follow anybody. It, it's so yeah, weird you know, because don't follow anybody, but post stuff. Oh, uh, you know, I, um, they don't let you leave easily. I you you can only deactivate your account. You can't say like I'm done forever. But I noticed that, you know, I I love Instagram, it's my favorite. Facebook I can tolerate, but Twitter um actually brings out the worst in me because okay. I found that I would get sucked into of course lots of political articles, lots of things that, you know, whether it was true or false, triggered me and made me very, I would get so angry and I would get heart palpitations and, um, just reading these things would, would cause that. So I said, you know what, let me take a, let me take a month off of Twitter and see if I am mentally healthy. And, um, I've been, it's been like three months and I don't even miss it. Well, to media, especially my experience, I decided, and I, I think it's a good tip for anybody. I decided that it's my experience. It's not your experience. My experience is not to have you trash me. So anybody that does it gets blocked immediately. No questions asked. You get blocked. This is my experience. But also in my experience is who I follow. Right. I, you know, and, and don't follow many people. Follow the people that move your life forward. Follow the people that make you laugh. Follow the weather thing. Whatever. Right. If you're going to be on it, make the experience work for you instead of being a slave to it. Yeah. And I think I was, I, I was falling into the slave of Twitter where I would just read, I would just flick through it hours and hours, like hours where I would just be reading the most, the dumbest shit that's like, should not like, I would get to the end of the day and I would be like, people shouldn't be allowed to be on. You should have to take a fucking like, um, SAT to get on social media. Cause some <laughs> of these people are fucking ridiculous. So <laughs> I just I mean, yeah, they, like, you should have to take a test. Some of them aren't even I'm people. So glad I'm missing out on all of this. But yeah. Because now have you, you've never been on social media or have you? And then left Sherry. Well, I don't even have a Facebook page. Wow. What freedom. Yeah. I, I'm old school, man. Do you um? Yes. Do you ever wish you had a, a Facebook text, page? A text. 
<laughs> well, you text. What? You don't text me. Your husband texts I'll text me. But... You don't text you right now, bitch. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please stop giving her wine. No. Um. But do you ever? <laughs> do you do you ever think like, oh, I should open up an Instagram account? No, it's never occurred to me. Yeah. You know, I we share. We have a gang of two Instagram accounts uh, that we'll post some of the things that. Right. That I know the people on my personal Instagram account could give a shit about. But you know what? I keep thinking I should just combine one instead of having all this, you know, yeah, and all these different probably. pages. It's a lot yeah. more work. Yeah. But but I share, you know, I've got a Facebook page, a, a, a friends and family Facebook page, plus also fan pages. Yeah. It's a friends and family page. Uh, if I post something, I'll let Sherry know, oh, you're, your sister-in-law like this, or this, yeah. that happened, you know. So she's, you know, she doesn't have to read it, but I pass along the good stuff to her, and it's all good stuff over there. Yeah, Terry, I, th- I think Terry's my, uh, essentially he's my, apparently he's my secretary. I'm sorry, Terry. You're, I'm like you're, your, I'm like your social. I am secretary. You're his you're social media. You're, Terry, you're her social media secretary. Um, well, th- I am. think about this, Sherry. I've known you guys for years now, and he's just now recently became my friend on Facebook. Oh my God. So Terry. It, it took me, it took, he was like, I'm not, I'm like, no, you're not. Oh. And then all of a sudden pop, there it is. I'm like, I don't know what else I have to do. <laughs> yeah. You're there now. I'm shut there the now. Shut the, the fuck up. Like, um, you're acting needy. Now. Oh God. <laughs> I'm an only child. I'm very, very needy. That's why, <laughs> no, that's why I'm doing this. So I can actually, I don't have siblings. Well, I do have siblings. That's a whole nother conversation, but I, and I'm not an only child because you know, I found my, my siblings after 46 years. Oh, I forgot about that. But, um, I still have the mentality of uh, being an only child. I still consider myself sure. an only child and that's why I need to have a podcast so I can talk to people. So um, you're, you're, these siblings that you've just discovered, are they on your Facebook? Are you friends with them on Facebook and stuff? Oh, yes, yes. I actually want to have at least two of them on the podcast one day to talk about what it was like finding me. Because, see, it's always about me. I'm an only child. But, um, <laughs> ridiculous. Are you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay. It was cutting out a little bit for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, the phone, the phone cut out for a second. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, um, well, I was just laughing at myself then. But I want to talk, <laughs> I want to go back to marriage because I do consider you guys to be like the marriage gurus for people. You, Terry, you posted something on social media recently um, regarding you were thinking about doing some kind of creative, like where people would go, some adventure where a bunch of creative people would get together and just be creative. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does that ring a bell? I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, I loved that um, idea. When I saw it, I was like, I hope I'm invited. But what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's getting around some other creative people and, you know, and develop friendships. And it all happened because, you know, I'm living up here in Seattle. I thought my life would be different. I thought I'd meet a lot of people like attracts like, and you know, I don't have a lot of friends and a lot of it has to do with my schedule and, yeah. and all that kind of and stuff. And working so, from home, you work from home. So there's not yeah. a lot of interaction with people. And right. I love talking about making things happen. I love talking with other people that believe in stupid stuff like I do miracles and, and moving your life forward. I love that. And I want to be around a group of that. So I started thinking, why don't we create our own group of people like that? We just get together, start off with, you know, five, 10 people that you become really tight friends with. You support one another. You throw ideas at one another. You have real open conversations. 
uh, which is something I could definitely lead with a group if I had to, mm-hmm. but I just think it would happen, you know, organically, but you know, and, and the people that suck, you're not invited the next one, you know, it's, would it's this be a group of people that meet physically or just, just something over social? Media? No, no, I meet physically. I oh yeah. Meet in person. Physically. Yeah. That's great. And, you can have a private Facebook page if you want to later, but I would like to meet physically. Everybody meet in Taos, New Mexico for the weekend or whatever, you know, well, neat. and just get it done and, and hang out with some fun people. I, I have a, I and have a suggestion. Please do, because my whole theory of feeling about this is that I really want to do it, but how do you get the people that you, you know, you start with a good group and that's what I'm thinking. Maybe people like us and then, you know, you have to, you know, you could bring one person in a year or something, you know, and, and you got to make sure they're vetted and all that. I was in the shower today and I was thinking about this and I thought about you guys, you and Sherry should do some type of gang of two couples weekend retreat. Yeah, we had thought about that actually, where, and we, here's one thing we want to do. And this is an idea, Jill. I'm glad you're thinking the same lines here is that. I would love to teach to a group of people of other couples and Sherry would be great at it too. Improv for couples. Nice. Because improv classes, which I'm sure you've probably taken Joe. I'm, I'm just guessing here. And if never. you haven't, you I've probably never. should. I probably should. I've uh, never. It's just, it teaches trust. It's not about being funny, about being super creative. It teaches trust in other people that they're going to be there for you if you fuck up. Nice. You know, and that's what I think that, you know, that could be one of the things that we do for a couple's weekend is get away. We'll have, a, you know, some improv lessons and everybody have a fun time with that. Yeah, I, absolutely. That's something I would definitely consider. That. And Matt and I would definitely come to that because I think we would benefit from an improv class like that. I think lots of married people, because you just said something really important it's a great way to learn that your partner is your partner and and you should trust them and that if you fall, they're going to be there to pick you up. Exactly. I think that, and, I think a lot of people forget the, about that when they're in a long-term relationship. And there's also the fun part of it. Cause Sherry, if, if, you, if she will not miss an opportunity to dance to a song, it doesn't matter if it's on a television commercial or not. She's going to dance. She's just a level, an amazing spirit. And and also when it comes to joking around, she always, you know, she'll look for the joke first instead of the mean stuff. Right. We like to play. We like to play. And I think I know that Sherry really wants to do. She really yeah. wants to do it. It's fun. I did some in drama when I was in high school drama. That would be yeah. awesome. And it's a, it's a blast. But there's so many lessons to be learned from it that, it's not like you're going to be in Groundlings and think you're going to be on Saturday Night Live. There's a whole different part of improvisation that uh, could really teach you some great life skills. And True. it builds some backbone to your relationship. If you go into it thinking, this is my partner and we're going, we're playing off each other. And I know I can, you have to, and you're right, in improv, you have to trust the person that you're playing with. Or yeah, feeding, going back and forth with. And I just think that's an amazing idea. And I really hope that comes to fruition in 2020 for you guys. Well, what do you want to see first? You want to see the, the little group of friends getting together or the weekend for couples? Oh, I think the improv for couples is way more important. 
because okay, there's there's married people out there who are struggling and who are treading in water because they don't think that their spouse is their friend or their partner. And I think this would be so beneficial to so many people. It, it would be a lot of fun and maybe we'll get working on that because I want to get this new podcast machine where you can take it on the road, even do podcasts from there. Oh, there that's you right, go. Yeah. oh are you talking about my podcast machine? <laughs> I love your podcast machine. Are you talking about the one where um, Sherry said something to this effect? I have, listen, I'm very prepared for this. Are you ready? Wow. You have to learn how to use that machine. It'll be pretty easy for me to understand. All right. Yeah. We got flight attendant Joe got one of the machines. Oh, if he can do it. (laughs) If he can do it. What the hell? When I heard that, I was like, this bitch. Oh, if he can do it. But you know what? You're absolutely right. If I can do it, anybody can do it. It's so easy. Sherry, you could do it. You could have your own podcast. Okay, well, then that's saying something right there. Well, what's... Sherry, just like... uh, By the way, I need to point this out. Just like the social media, Sherry didn't want any part of that. Being on a podcast was the... Her her, her (laughs) idea of having fun. Well, she's does. You know what? It's so funny, ladies and gentlemen who are listening. When you listen, because you need to listen to Gang of Two. Even if you're single, you need to listen to these two because they're fantastic. It's when it's almost like you pull. You're pulling Sherry in every. Come on, get your chair. Let's go. Come into the room. And it, you know, you immediately think, oh God, she doesn't want to do that. And then she gets into it. It's like boom. Like she's been doing it for 27 years, which she kind of does. She's real talented. She's very funny. And that was the whole deal. It was a whim. I was sitting in the other room in the studio and she was sitting at her computer and I started to record and I brought her in and said, let's just try this. Nobody's got to hear it. Let's just have some fun. So I brought up a couple of subjects. We joked around about it and my whim was right. I just wanted the rest of the world to see how funny and quick and smart she is and they're getting to see it now and it's fun very quick-witted Full very disclosure, quick. i've paid both of these people to say these things you've paid everyone to <laughs> you've well you guys are getting people to send you money too yeah. i mean you guys are your second season so yeah. you're now into your second season am i correct yesterday was the first episode of season two first episode of season two and as you know it costs money to do these shows to start hosting them, having the, you know, buying the equipment. There's a lot of different costs involved in this. Right. And I started one of those Patreon things. I mean, I think we're at the level that we could actually get some advertisers, but you know what? I don't want to be beholden to advertisers. You know, I'm open for it, but I would rather not do that. Sure. And this puts the power in our own hands. And we opened up a Patreon page which is where people could come and support your, you know, your show with a, you know, just for fun. And they get extra little things, you know, and, and that's what the tiers are and all that, that you, you can look at these Patreon accounts there. It's actually quite a cool innovation. And if you have not heard, by the way, as a sidebar, if you've never heard the guy that his name's Jack Conti, I think the guy who started Patreon, you have to listen to him being interviewed on many podcasts. The guy is so fun and so lovable, and he just makes you even want to do Patreon more. This guy is brilliant. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, you've got to listen to this guy. He's great. But we never put it out there that we are actually, you know, accepting donations from people. But I had the page out there, and people had found it on their own. And 
you know, and right now we have you know, at the start of next month, we'll have enough money to buy that first goal. You can actually list what your goals are. That's great. And, and all that. And, uh, and we're, we're going to get the, just the podcast machine. And we're going to, uh, the next goal is to hire a producer. To be oh. honest, I thought our next goal was for sure to have a pair of Louboutins. <laughs> You're going to hire a producer. <laughs> Will they have to live in Seattle? Maybe I should be your producer. Okay. That's something that we need to think about. You know, that's that's somewhere down the line. But I, you know, I want to hire a producer. I want to take this to the next level. I am having fun doing this. Sherry's having fun doing it now. And let's just continue on and see what could happen. It may open up other doors for me. It may open up other doors for Sherry. Absolutely. You know, who knows? You, but it, but it's it's just the thing that we want to do. And it only takes that one person and you're doing it and you're doing it successful. And I think yesterday's episode was a total number. Was it number 45? Am I correct? I think number 45. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, I, I see. I think it's like I'm um, trying to become your producer or something. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, um, yeah. I know Machette, but no, um, 45, you guys are doing great. 2020 is definitely the year for Gang of Two. And if you get this marriage retreat improv thing going on, I'm going to be the first one signed up for that. And um, it's it, it's just, you guys got everything going on. I love it. Well, I promise you I will start let, where do you want to go, Cher? What do you think? Where do you think it should be for a weekend? The, I don't know. I really thought about it. The well, mountain, probably the mountain, probably somewhere in the mountains. Palm Springs would be nice. Mountains, mountains. Colorado. What? Co- well, I live in Colorado Denver? now. What? Yeah, I live there. No, we I won't even have to travel. drive. He's got to travel. We have a yeah, nice. He's big, got to travel. He flies free. We have a nice big finished right basement. We could shove a bunch of married people down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, guys. That sounds appealing. <laughs> Ed, well, <laughs> don't live my give my husband any ideas. Um, well, listen, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. I've kept you guys for an hour and eight minutes. I think this is going to have to be two episodes. I'm going to have to find a place to um, cut it in the middle. But please let everyone know where they can find you, where they can email you if they have marriage questions. I wrote that down. Where's what's your email address? And I'll also put it in the description. But let everyone know about you guys. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, you can find us on what iTunes. The show's available anywhere you get podcasts, iTunes, and on platforms I had no idea was even available on. But you can subscribe over there if you want. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, you can email us. Believe it or not, we uh, we need a new email. I'm, we're working on a, a brand. We're working on a brand new uh, website, but. Uh, you can email us at terryjamesalive at gmail.com and that's, that'll get to me and that'll get to us, which that's is a suitable James, change. James with a Y, by the way. Yeah, James with a Y. J, yeah, T-E-R-Y-J-A-Y-M-E-S-A-L-I-V-E at gmail.com. Uh, we get all that. And uh, we Instagram. We got Instagram. What about Instagram, yeah? We, we got Instagram. We got a gang <laughs> of two Instagram page where... We, we 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 show some stuff on there that I don't on the other, which is always a lot of fun. Yeah, because you you is got that under Gang of Two too. You guys got Gang of okay. Two. You've got the Terry yeah. James Alive podcast, and for people who have um, radio, you they can listen to you on the Lex and Terry show. You know, my best friend listens to you every day, and whenever you talk about Flight Attendant Joe, he has to text me and tell me about it, which is very exciting. <laughs> kind of love, bo- love it, love it. Kind of bones me up a little bit. Um, before I let you guys go, though, I've been going back and forth with uh, having like some kind of benchmark game or some kind of thing that we do every episode, and I say we, it's really just me, but. Um, 
I'm come, I have this great idea for this game. It's called, I love Chris Pratt. What do you love? But I don't know the full details of how I want to do it yet. And I really just want to say, I love Chris Pratt. So, um, what I'm going to do is play, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I'm like, I love Chris Pratt. What do you love? That sounds like a great podcast game, but we're not I ready for that. that. You guys will play that the next time you're on right today. Today we're going to do, let's get grounded. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. How's that sound? I have, um, sounds great. I have five colors. So I want you to pick yellow, red, blue, green, or purple. Who, me personally, anyone, uh, purple. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That is my favorite question. See, this is like a threesome. All right. (laughs) You're on a flight from LA to Sydney. If you could sit next to any famous person living or dead, who would it be and why? Both of you have to answer this because there's two people. Living or dead. Well, let me tell you, I did sit next to uh, somebody incredible in first class. And... uh, What's that, Cher? I, I remember this story. Well, tell, tell him who. Tell him who. Angeli, Angelina. No, tell him. Maya Angelou, right? Maya Angelou sat right next to me. That would be you on my list. And she's yeah. dead now, so. Yes. It was It was a wonderful time. Uh, right now, oh my in God. my life. I know. Uh, yeah, she. I, I. I would say. I almost. I don't. Almost don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I know. I didn't no, know. It was that. great. I would. I would go with, uh, I, I still, I want to laugh on a plane. Uh, so I would say David Sedaris right now. Because aren't you trying to get him on your podcast? Uh, I would love to. Yes, absolutely. I would love I to. Don't I don't ever want to talk to him again. Well, I would love to see you pull out, <laughs> whip out your roadcast poster, uh, road, roadcaster pro on the airplane on the trade demo and be like, oh, hi, funny that you're happy to be there. <laughs> now we're going to interview you. <laughs> Yeah, Sherry, uh, Sherry had a little run in with him. So. Oh, I know yeah, that he story. Dick. He was a dick yeah, to you. It's fine. He's fine. I love He's him. He's a dick. <laughs> listen, David Sedaris, if you ever happen to listen to this, I do not agree with that statement. Um, I, I think that he would enjoy Sherry's honesty. He, uh, yes, yes. He, um, Sherry, what about you? Who would you want to sit next to? On a, and now remember, this is a long ass flight. This is LA. This is like a 15 yeah. hour flight. So who would you want to sit next to? Dead or alive? Um, now today would, uh, you know, it probably changes from day to day, but you know, today, uh, you know, who's sounding pretty appealing to talk to right now? Michelle Obama. I oh. um, I'm a big fan. Did you read I'm her a book? Big fan. Did you no, read her I book? Haven't, no, no. You need to go read yeah, her. Some big fan. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You, next, you're going to say you're a big fan of mine and you haven't read my books. Don't tell me I don't want to know. I love you. You haven't read a shit that I've written. I don't believe it now. I've read your book. Okay. Well, you know, it was a year ago, like three days ago. I, no, it was two years ago, like a few days ago, Terry, where you sent me the first photo of you posing with my first book that I sent you. And I'm telling you, it still gets me excited. Oh, good, good, Still gets good. Me well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. David Sedaris and Michelle Obama, I would love to have them on one of my flights too. Um, thank you guys. You both are so amazing. And um, I will talk to you soon. All right, Joe. Thank, thank you, Joe. We appreciate it. And congratulations on the cool podcast. We had a blast. Oh, it was fun. This was a great conversation. I don't know if I'm, uh, I'm afraid for the next episode now. ha, <laughs> ha. It's all downhill. It's all fucking downhill now. All right, guys, take care. Thank you. Love you so much. Love you. Nice to meet you, man. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, (laughs) check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com. Thank you.